Good morning, folks. Hope you all had a nice Easter, or as I'd rather saying, Christmas. Um, yeah, took a day off yesterday because I had the, the kids and got the kids today. So again, if you're hearing noises in the background, it's because I'm on full parent mode today. There's four young kids in there. So today I want to talk about um, community because this is a strange story, but this the, the idea this came from about was I was watching The Patriot the other day. Um, do you know what Mel Gibson film from the early 2000s? I think it was actually 2000. And there's a bit in the film where their their houses are all burnt out and they're living on a beach and they've got the, like, this is back in the, the plantation times. So they've got, like, their slave laborers. No, I don't think they're slaves, actually, in this film. I think they're just free people. And um, they're all working together. And they've got nothing. They've got the rickety huts. But they're all happy. Now, listen, I understand that it's a movie and it's meant to be like this and it's not exactly real life but it did spark the thought in my head about how like for all we've gotten in modern society and how we're all meant to be happy and have the answers to everything how we're all divided how how especially this last year the lack of community the lack of self self-belonging is affecting us more than anything else in the world. That is why the uptake in Facebook and social media has just taken off because we're, we're unhappy. We're, we don't have a sense of belonging anymore. And it's crucial. Now, if you read the book Lost Connections, you know, he, he makes a great point. He said, up until the 1930s, your village, your town was your community, was your family. Like if you went, if you, you'd know the name of the butcher, the, the milkman, you'd know, you'd know the maker, name of the baker, you'd know the name of all the people who'd done everything. And if you left your town or your village, when you came back, everyone greeted you. Everyone knew you were away. And then they were excited to see you come back because, because you belonged there. And since 1930s onwards, there's been a sharp decline in that sort of community feel. And, and in the 1990s, it really took a sharp decline. And it's now come to the point where for most people, not even this, for a lot of people, it's not even this anymore. But for most people, um, your community is basically your nuclei family. It's contained within your four walls. And outside of that, you have no sense of belonging. And that's why social media has taken such a, like a strong foothold because we want to have the sense of belonging. It's it's a nature, it's human nature inside of us, each and every one of us, to feel a belonging somewhere. And that's been removed. So it's like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's like a surrogate family for a lot of people. But obviously the surrogate family doesn't really fill that void. And that's creating a lot of problems in mental health. And now we've got the COVID restrictions and people are, have been separated from their very families. And what's happening? The increase in mental health has gone this way. And for the fitness industry, the, the industry I'm involved in, health is, we come under that health umbrella I talk about. But the reason why I think Selects of Primal is so successful is because we do focus on the community first. Everything about Primal is about community. It's about a sense of belonging. The training and the physique is almost like a byproduct of what Primal offers. Um, now, don't get me wrong. People join Primal because they want quality coaching. They want all the, the they want the want to get themselves in shape. But what you'll find is. What I've always found is, like, we actually were open five years on Monday, on Sunday there. Shit anniversary. But in the five years I've run Primal, what I've noticed is that there's there's people come and go. 
right? There'll be people that'll come in. They're just not going to fit in. It's not that they're assholes or we're assholes. It's literally we just don't suit their personalities. What we offer isn't for them. And there's other gyms out there that are for them. Uh, like look, I look at all my friends, Nile Green and Zenith and um, Dan McCaffrey and in um, No Limits Fitness. And then you've got Steve, or um, Stevie. You've got um, Lenny and PJ down in Hybrid. And all these gyms around the place, they're all building their own sort of communities. And the, the, everyone's different. The personalities are all different. Their code, their training methods are different. But the underlying principle of it is community. And when you start understanding this and you start realizing, you step back a wee bit and you start recognizing that actually this is one of the most crucial aspects of us um, having a sense of belonging, feeling good about ourselves, wanting to do things. It, it, it's about community. It's about that belonging. And it's being eroded. It's, it's slowly and it's slowly and surely it's being eroded and we're being separated. And because we're because we're starting to almost every generation, like every five, ten years, the kids that come up every five, ten years, it's one step closer to having having like a less of belonging, having and that is building insecurities in people. It's building this um this need for more extreme videos, more out of their videos to get more likes that can make yourself feel better about yourself and that leads in that because you that we sort of like dopamine hit you get when you put out a crazy video that gets 2,000 likes say for example that makes you feel amazing oh my god people like me so then you go do further and go further and further and further but where does it end at what point do you become happy and this is the problem we're not happy with ourselves because we don't feel we belong. And that's, like I said, that's why Primal Strength and Movement and the other gyms, that's why they do so well because it's providing a family outside of a family. They say you've got three places now. You've got your home, you've got work, and you've got the gym. You know, those are the three places a lot of people, like, meet the other people, get to know each other, and have that sense of belonging. Now, what's happened? Well, we've got COVID has closed a lot of businesses that a lot, of, a lot of businesses down which means there's no there's no more interaction in work gyms are closed down so there's no more interaction in gyms and your family well actually some families are separated like i'm a separated family so i only get to see my kids two three times a week <clears throat> so this whole situation we're in has eroded people's sense of belonging it's a, it's eroded people's feeling of security safety <clears throat> and it's leading to more mental health problems now, I'm not getting into the COVID, what's your opinion? Anyone who knows me knows my opinion. Um, everyone's entitled to their own. But we do need to address the fact that the lockdown scenario situation is meant to be to help the NHS be not overrun. Well, that's not happened. So why are we continuing to be in lockdown? Because the next step on the ladder here is mental health issues. And the, especially when you're in Northern Ireland and Anyone knows me also, or any who follow me, is know that I'm very open about my suicide attempts and my mental health issues. So this is the next fucking avalanche that we're facing. And we've got to start recognising this. Now, it isn't prevalent on the social media. It isn't prevalent in the news. It isn't prevalent in the papers. Therefore, it's not happening in most people's minds. What is happening is COVID, and that's all that's happening. And we've sort of been conditioned to not actually acknowledge the underlying things that are going to sneak up on us. They're, they're happening now. 
Do you know you've got people with you've got people in abusive relationships who are stuck in that abusive relationship, stuck in that house in that abusive relationship. We've got people dying of other illnesses and cancers and treatable illnesses that aren't that aren't being addressed. We've got the mental health problems that aren't happening. We've got our children who have been denied the right of an education. And I know some of them are there's back in school, but <clears throat> it's not really <clears throat> school. When you think about how, like we're adults and think how it's affected us and then you put it into our children and this needs to be spoken about, this is the problem. We're like, I'm almost nervous talking about this, not nervous, but apprehensive about talking about this because the backlash is, is, is the social media channels will take it down because I'm literally having a conversation that needs to be had, needs to be addressed. I'm not, I'm not giving my opinion one way or the other, but I'm saying this is an actual fact. People are being affected by the lockdowns and the media aren't really addressing it at all. In fact, they're trying to hide it, and that's a worry as well. But when you think about our children, play is the most important aspect of growing up. You know, you, you need to be able to play. You need to be able to role play and make up and create use your imagination to create the games the kids play. And I'm lucky. My two have got um, Lucy and Rory here, and they're all about the same age, and they all play together, and they're being children. But there's a lot of kids out there who are not getting that right, not getting that ability. And Rory, God help him, he's stuck with three girls and he can't get see any B-boys. And what's happening? His surrogate family, his surrogate friends, are not, is now the Xbox. And now you're in this position where you're going, the kids are playing too much Xbox, but they also need to have a way to communicate with their friends. And that's it's this imbalance is building. And this is this is countrywide. This is, this is worldwide. And we're literally preventing our children from growing as they should and we don't know <clears throat> we don't know what the effect is going to be like in 20 years and no one's talking about this no one's addressing it we're thinking ah oh, that's a load of bullshit that's 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 too far in the future to concern i what we've got to worry about is covid nine killing covid no we've got to do both because we can't expect to function as a society when the next generation, the generation, the future generations of policymakers, of lawmakers, of all these people that are going to be high power, they're all two and three and four and five years old right now. And they are going to have they are going to have some sort of psychological effect. They mightn't realize it. We mightn't realize it. It might just become normal. But just because something's normal doesn't mean it's right and doesn't mean it should be that way. And we need the addresses. We need to start being more open to the reality of like what, what if, where's the balancing act? There, right now, there is no balancing act. I'm always on about a balancing act, you know, the, the um, reward, risk-reward continuum. Well, what is the risks right now of opening up the society and letting kids get back to school properly without these perspex glasses, without these, you know, class-by-class class segregation, without this, you know, distance in between kids? That is not normal. And you've got to understand, like, there's children in this world who have been coming to this world now and they're one years old and over, or maybe 13 months and they've never seen people without masks. That's frightening. Like we're not we're not giving this the the um the respect and the attention it deserves. Because this is the the, the psychological effect. You know, COVID as 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 terrible as it is to see people dying and all that stuff, it's short term. It's it's going to be seasonal. Witty's already said we've got to start accepting it as as like treated like a flu. But this is long term. This is going to have a serious effect on society as we progress because our children will not know how to communicate with each other. And that ability to communicate is going to then erode discovery. It's going to erode development. We we need to be able to talk to each other in a way that 
isn't aggressive, isn't um, at the flammatory. Hey, hey, listen, I know that's around with me saying this because I am just the most brutal guy in the world when it comes to my opinions. But we do need to have this conversation. We do need to be able to have this conversation and be able to listen to other people's fears because ultimately everything's happening on both sides, on the anti-vax, vax, pro-vax side. It's, it boils down to one emotion, fear. You know, the fear might be different, but it's still fear. And if we don't acknowledge that and we don't accept that and we don't recognize that, then we're never going to be able to progress because it's always going to be he's wrong, I'm right. I'm wrong, he's right, she's wrong, I'm right. It's, it's just it's just constant, it's a circle that's never going to happen. But we can't because the channels we're using are not our own channels. They're, they're, there's one narrative being pushed and the other narratives are being suppressed. And that's dangerous. That's a very, very dangerous position to be in that's nazi territory and we need to start recognizing this it we need to be able to like step back and look at ourselves and go okay right i might not agree with that person's side i might think he's talking shit but i still have to let him have his opinion let him have her have her have her opinion let her have her voice let's just let the scientists on both sides come together and discuss their concerns on each other's theories and come to the best output or the best outcome for us as a society. And we're not letting that happen. So, yeah, just one of that we rant. Community, folks, it's it's being eroded. And we're not even recognizing it. We're being, you know, it's like the keeper keep our faces over, keep our attention over here. Meanwhile, they're doing something over there. And that's what's happening with us. We're so focused on COVID that we're not realizing that our very society is being taken away from us, dismantled and rebuilt into a different way that is going to affect us massively in years to come. So, something to think on, and uh, see you all tomorrow.